0: He, we're so informal, and he's like buttoned up, like a <laughs> I pro. Know, I know. Like so this is what stressed. happens when you have two like novices, and then a pro
1: <laughs> comes into play. What? I never know what to expect. You know, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what. Whenever I do these, what I are you never know. To say? You look. We look. You look. Like, like
0: I'm pro. going
2: to a bar. Right. Yeah.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> what are. At a bar. But he comes in looking like James Bond. I know. Bond. He looks
2: great. You look great.
0: I think he, he should be the next James I Bond. I'm not even should, kidding. Too. Like, why not? I think you kind of are, right? You have a military background.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I the, I forgot I was, tell so. us tell the people about you. About I was a counterintelligence officer in the military before I retired, yeah. Did you know that? I, I knew that. I knew See? this,
2: I just forgot. Now you yeah. Well,
1: me. I didn't yes. forget. Yes. Okay. How many yeah. years
2: have I like I've known you, but I'm not like you and
1: I met. It would have been the like, summer uh, no. of 2012, probably oh. one of the oh, Lily, sure. Lily events uh, that we did. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> oh
2: shit, yeah. Lily yeah. Events. Three,
1: three companies or ago. Oh, I know. I met you way before rehab. Really? Because you were friends with Char, and you came to my birthday party way before. Oh yeah, I crashed yeah. his
2: birthday party yeah. before I
1: knew him. That's right. <laughs> so it would have been at least 2012, 2013. Dang!
0: Somewhere
2: wow! There, yeah. Shit! We go way back.
0: And I feel like you have this mystique about you. Like you're, you're very, at least to like as an outsider looking in. Like I think people look and go like, what does he do
1: exactly? Right. right. Do you get this a lot? Yeah, I do. I do. So I actually manage a hedge fund. I uh, run. I'm the portfolio manager for uh, Continental Financial Capital, and I have I have six clients outside the hedge fund, and then I, I work for the hedge fund as just a, a trader. I've been doing that for five years. Wow. Yeah. And what does the fund focus on? Like, what kind of business It's is it? just... Uh, Real estate? It, no. Uh, no. The fund is specifically selling stock options and really, really liquid ETFs. So uh, we we get, we, uh, it's almost like selling insurance on other people's portfolio. The idea kind of comes from, um, uh, Warren Buffett did this for a long time where he would sell over-the-counter puts on Seeds uh, Candy or some of his other holdings and he would make a ton of money because if the stock never went down, the, the puts would expire worthless. So I just started doing that as a business uh, and if you, as a retail trader, you can make a lot of money doing it. And I, I teach some other people how to do it, but um, this year I'm at 30% uh, wow. by November, yeah. So it's it's a pretty good gig. Uh, and the markets close at 1 p.m. here in Vegas, so after that I got the rest of my day to do whatever I want. That's, That's why it's mysterious then. Yes. They don't realize yeah. you're up at 5 a.m. doing yeah. real real work. Well, the thing is, like on social media, no <laughs> yeah. one cares no one cares about quantitative analysis or the fact <laughs> that I work at a hedge fund, so I never post anything about right. it. Right. Yeah, yeah, I didn't right. Know that either
2: about you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then your hobby, uh, yeah. which is you know, your
0: your your night job, your whatever, is you do a lot of hosting. Yeah. Uh, you're like everywhere that's cool. Whenever I watch and turn on an event or see an event like on Instagram or something, and there's a red carpet,
1: boom.
2: hmm You see this guy?
1: Yeah, he yeah, is. Well, um, a couple years ago, I think I think probably what happened was uh, I had done some events in nightlife, and I didn't really like the t- uh, I didn't really like the feel of it. And I and I had a friend of mine who was running a charity, and asked me to come and just like make a video for him. And he he's like, "How much are you gonna charge me?" And I'm like, "This is a charity. I'll just do it for free." And that video got me more recognition for Babes in Toyland than anything else I ever did. And then when I started to realize, it was like. If I were to approach someone who was uh, a, really, a movie star or a big model or whatever, and I was to say, hey, do you want to come to my event? Or if it was like, yeah, I'm sure you get this all the time, like comp dinners or some VIP table, you're like through with that, right? Yeah. You moved here. Been maybe, there, done that. Yeah, six months and you're done with it, right? Yeah. But if I asked you, I'm like, hey, do you want to come to the Met Gala? Or do you want to come to the Maxim Hot 100 Party? Or do you want to come to a charity for autism or one for a animal Because so Animal rescue is like cheating. Anytime you do a charity for animal (laughs) rescue, it is like cheating. No one is going to tell you no, and you're going to end up with like hundreds and hundreds of influencers. So I kind of came, uh, I didn't come up with the idea, but uh, Steve Fowler did. But the idea that we would use these influencers to like guilt men into spending money on these charities. And that's specifically what we've done. Hundreds of thousands of dollars for uh, Operation Blankets of Love, uh, The Midnight Mission. Uh, the the uh, It's a Dog Rescue Foundation in Los Angeles. I can't remember the name of it right now. Uh, downtown Dog Rescue. And then here we've done one for the Animal Foundation. And then we also do one for the... Uh the Shade Tree. This is the first time we're going to do one for the Shade Tree. I've been working with the Shade Tree in a different capacity. And Steve, uh, actually it was Andrew Garano over at On The Record. He hit me up a year ago and he said, hey, we'd like to do a Babes in Toyland here in Vegas. I thought it was a great idea. And then Steve actually came up with the idea of using the Shade Tree as our benefactor or uh, our beneficiary for this event. So I'm pretty excited about that. It's so
2: first great. year for that. How
1: amazing. many years has Babes in Toyland been? Happening? Eleven. This Eleven is the, this years? Is this is the No, no this is the twelfth. This is the twelfth. Uh, so it's, it's kind of weird. This is the Where first time we've done it in Vegas. Go, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. At the W, right? Uh, yes, it, like it used it to, to be. Ride. It's okay. correct. It used to be at the W, For, and it used to before, not be Steve's event. Yeah, uh, Steve kind of took it over from someone else. I don't, I don't remember who it was, but it used to be at the W, and then they, and it used to be just a couple of Playboy models that would come. It was one of these things where it was already established and sort of grew into social media as opposed to the other way around. Right. Social media made it explode. Right. Because what what happened was a, a lot of big time. Candid photographers Would donate their time To come shoot So girls who wanted To grow their social media Following or their portfolio They would just come Walk our carpet Just to get photos From Getty Getty images Or some of these other You know Like Harry Grigsby Like a lot of these girls Would love to shoot With Harry Grigsby Right But they'll never Get a chance to Unless he's there Or Glenn Francis Or Twist uh, Twist photos Like a huge Candid photographer Uh, They would never get a chance With these Uh, Girls or they don't have a big enough social media following and these guys don't pay attention They walk the carpet at babes and next thing you know the girl's IG just blows up because she's doing photo shoots every day So I just figured let's take what people already want to do and then use it to raise money for charity, right? Right. And I'm hosting it and I'm bringing toys. Everyone should bring toys Uh, a lot of times We'll have people like hey, bro, can you hook me up? You know, like they don't want to pay to go to a club or whatever And I'm like it's a charity event. Just get a toy. Just get it. Just bring a toy You know what I'm saying so and don't it's, show up with some little Hot Wheels, 99 cents Hot Wheels exactly. car. Like get 10 of so them if you're gonna toy do is that an
0: admission,
2: And then there's a donation box, or how does that
1: it No, work? Uh, it's a little weird for this one because we're doing it, at, we've never done it in a nightclub before. Um, it's probably gonna be free for everyone to get in for the most part if okay. you're a local. If you're out from outside, I think it's 20 bucks. And I think they, they're actually selling tables online or whatever. Uh, but it, the most important thing is the donation, uh, the toy. And then also we're going, I'm going to be up on stage asking people repeatedly go to the shade tree and donate directly to them. Okay. Cause that's another thing. Um, I am very much uh, a fan of irrefutable visual evidence. I want the money to go directly to the charity. I don't want you to hear about us taking the money yeah. and then giving it to the that Boys Club. Me exactly. Yeah. exactly. Right. Exactly. It's like, so
2: how much really is going exactly. to those? charities? Yeah.
1: So, so for us, because because Steve and I have different occupations that have nothing to do with this. That's where we make our money. Uh, this it can just go for the charity. That's wonderful. One of the greatest things that's happened is like. Uh, Barry Nadell, who runs Weekend, uh, cowboy, weekend cowboy Photography uh, and there's another guy who runs um, I can't remember the modeling agency they always come and they donate 10, 20 grand it's crazy and then Pascal obviously more than anyone Pascal is uh, donating a $20,000 necklace and it's the reason why we can't we've, we're getting to the point where we're going to have to start turning people away because we have too many uh, models that have submitted tell the people who Pascal is So, so pa- the ones that don't know Pascal Mouad uh, is right now he is uh, one of the executives, and I believe he is the the president. I'm not sure. A Pascal or a Moai jewelry. It's about it's a billion dollar uh, jewelry company. They do uh, the two million dollar diamond bra that they use in the uh, uh, in the Victoria Secret, Secret shows. shows. Yeah. So we we've had we have diamond parties at his house where he gives out these gift bags. He'll have the the bra on display. So when is that party? He has her gift bag. So here, yeah. here's the funny thing uh we we, we're not doing the diamond party this winter because of this oh wow instead of the diamond party he's put all of his resources into babes and toyland so pascal's coming he's bringing a big group of people Uh, and so we just have these these benefactors who come every time and they just spend a ton of money uh and it's just been a a really really great situation and and on the record approached us about doing this and honestly i didn't think it was going to get done because for some reason charity events don't go over well in the city they go over really, really well in Los Angeles. For some reason in Vegas, it's a little bit harder to do. Uh, Monday's Dark is the most successful charity. Why do you find that? Um, I, I think part of the reason is, we you can't take over a venue on a Saturday night True, and then no. put get a microphone on and right. do a silent auction. And people here are not gonna go to the, the Empire Ballroom or like someplace off in the Sands, trip. off right. the Strip. So it, it's very, it's kind of difficult to do it. Whereas in, in LA, there's these big uh, concert halls that you can do charity events. There's a lot of people who live in Beverly Hills, and right. it's kind of part of the ethos there. Whereas here, you do have the Toys for Tots that the Marine Corps does over at uh, LVH. And then there's a few other ones, but it's nowhere near as big as in LA. So what we decided to do is, um, one of the things that made, made it so great is when uh, Park MGM was like, we'll just give you 60 hotel rooms. So that's 120 girls. Yeah. And then uh, Steve was like, I'll just rent a bus. So any girl who can't afford, you know, to come or whatever, yep. we just run a bus. They're coming from uh, L.A. And so every girl from that Los Angeles babes in Toyland is coming to this one in Vegas. Steve was like, "Hey man, I'm not sure. I don't know if this one's going to be that busy." And I'm like, "Steve, I want these to happen in Vegas." So I invited. I have a uh, so I recruit for these bikini competitions. And I have a list of 1,200 girls. I went through the entire list of 1,200 girls, uh, and it was. We're at the point now. I think we're at 300 girls. For, for this event, and that place only holds 600 people. Wow. So I don't know how this is all going to work out, but... So if you're a guy, the ratio is going to be intact. The ratio at Babes and Toilet is usually about 6 to 1. There's like 6 girls to every guy. And the crazy part is the tickets are 80 bucks to go in L.A., and it's the same girls that go right. Right at the Maxim party, and that's 750 bucks to right. go there. Right. I never understood how we don't have a line around the block to go to Babes and Talk. I've never understood that before. But it, it, but it gets a huge crowd. It, it it, gets a wealthy crowd that spends a lot of money on charity and it does, it, we do fill up the venue but I always thought there, there should be... You want standing Maybe room the only outside We're clamoring we, we, to get in. To, to be honest with you, I don't know how we don't fill up the Staples Center with as many, like yeah. as many influencers and how much fun this whole thing is because... It's the most fun event I do, definitely, and I'm just, I'm excited because I don't really like, I used to live in L.A., I really like living here better, but the charity events are way easier to throw in L.A., so this yeah. has just kind of been a, a dream come true for me to be able to do this.
2: It was my first time hearing about it, yeah. so, I mean, people just don't know about it, I guess.
1: Oh, you've never heard of babes in Never heard Oh, wow.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So now you have me nervous. We're doing a charity event here on December 19th. I know you already have a conflicting uh, Well, that's in date. L.A., yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but now I'm nervous about just no. a
1: charity event in Vegas on December 19th. No. We're doomed. So we're doomed. doomed. No. No, we're not doomed, but, but it's, a, it's a way. I think no one's gone about promoting it this way. What's The problem here's the other reason. Everyone who's a promoter here is trying to make, <clears throat> the reason why bikini competitions work when you don't try to make a million dollars off of them. Right. Right. When you're just doing it as a marketing play, if you can throw a charity event and not try to make a lot of money off of it, right? If it's, all the money's going to the charity yep. and people, and you find other people that are willing, like my videographer, that's going to film Babes in Toyland. This guy's he usually gets paid five grand a video. He's doing it for free for us mm. because right. he's such a he's such a fan of what we're doing. Yeah. Um, If you can find a bunch of people who will come to like a network of people that are willing to volunteer their time, you'll have the greatest charity event ever. The problem is the hosts and the promoters in the city don't work that way, right? So it's a little harder to get them to do stuff like that. and then the other thing for us is it's on a Saturday night, so a lot of the waitresses are going to have to take, a lot of the locals are going to have to take the day off. off. The, the, this is the slowest week of the year. Thanksgiving is the slowest week of the year in Vegas, so that's why on the record gave us that Saturday. I think after yeah. this though, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be open. They don't season. realize what they got. They I, they really don't realize what they got. Uh, the same thing happened. So I did that bikini competition at Dre's this summer. Uh, and Dres didn't realize what they got. It was the first time we did it, I don't think that they understood. I was like, no, I got 105 girls coming, and they're like, no, nah, that's not true. And then 105 girls showed up, and then all of a sudden, everything changed, because it's they're sometimes they're kind of skeptical, you know? So I think that's what's gonna happen here. I think MGM doesn't realize, um, MGM Nightlife doesn't realize how many people are gonna end up showing up to this, so.
0: Now, when I first met you, it was probably like 2013 or 14, I had an app called Hangwith. Um, oh, I do remember Hangwith, You yeah. guys were doing, you and Tiffany Masters would sometimes stream your yeah. bits and pieces of your radio show yeah. on there. And before we started rolling, I just asked you about the radio show. You said you don't do it. And I said, why aren't you doing a podcast? So now I'm going to put you on blast in front of everyone. <laughs> why
1: are you not doing a podcast? Well, I, I should. Uh, so what, what's happened is my best friend Luke and I, uh, we are planning on doing one. Uh, he's building a studio right now, and then I'm going to be the host for different subject matter experts, right? So one is going to be for real estate. My dream has always been to do one on sports. I used to work at a sports radio station before I, I joined the military. So hopefully, I'll get a chance to do that. Right now, it's just been um, it's been a lot of traveling, and uh, you know, I just hosted uh, swimsuit USA's world final last week. Yeah, okay. it was pretty rough. Is yeah. it, it hard seemed, to seemed manage like your tr- time <laughs> <laughs> between you know the 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 hedge fund gig and then all these events and there's a lot of travel. No, and... the, the so as far as be a hedge fund manager, here, here's the, here's the uh, misnomer. For anybody out there who wants to learn to be a trader, the more you do, you're generally wrong, right? Generally, like, the best traders in the world will spend several days and do nothing. Uh, the guys who are day traders are trying to do, uh, like, getting it in and out of one day, those people are just going to lose all their money. That stuff doesn't work. Uh, the swing traders, the people who are like market makers, stuff like that, they know that like, I only really have busy days when there's a one or 2% move in the market downward. For the most part, my trading can be done in about 90 minutes. If you need any more time than that, you're just kind of like, you're maybe you're over trading. I'm not, right. does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But for me, um, it was two books I read, or three. One is Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willick. He's uh, the best. He's his Instagram man. makes you feel like a complete loser.
0: If you know he's a retired Navy SEAL, he's a retired Navy yeah, SEAL, right? Yeah. yeah, correct. His Instagram literally is just, I want to say almost every single post just says 428. It's a screenshot of his watch. watch when at he wakes 428 up. in the morning, 431 AM, 432 AM, 4 Literally every single morning, 430, give or take a minute, either way, is his post. Yeah. And you just
1: feel like I'm such a loser. Is
2: that working? he's up whatever just, he's,
1: just up. he's up grinding away and... but the thing is you take ownership right the reason why i have these opportunities is because i use my cameras my audio equipment i do the editing myself yeah. i have my own lighting right and then i facilitate all the people showing up like uh whenever i ho- host a pageant i'm the one telling everyone to, I, I don't leave anything out to anyone else that's what extreme ownership's about right uh then the other one is the one thing by gary Keller. Uh, from Keller Williams Realty. And basically, I focus on every morning, I focus on one thing for four hours every day. Nothing else but that one thing. And then the last thing was the four hour work week. There's some stuff in there I don't agree with, but like I literally just only do things as efficiently as possible. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I don't check my email 17 times a day, like once or twice a day. Really? Uh, yeah. I'm very, very much on, uh, like for instance, um, I'm listening to audiobooks anytime I'm eating in the car or at the gym. And I don't listen to music anymore. And then I've been able yeah, to get through. Yeah, I don't listen through, to music anymore either. Yeah. But just podcasts. Maybe I get through 40 to 60 books a year, listening to podcast or listening to audiobooks and podcasts, like everything. When I read that book, I just realized I'm just gonna do the things that are efficient for me. And then because of that, I'm able to accomplish so many more things. And the other thing, to be honest with you, is like my gym's in my building, right? I work from my home. Uh, the commute is a killer for a lot of people. Yeah. It really makes a lot of people inefficient. So Los Angeles was a place I had to get away from. I'm so
0: glad to be out. Yeah. I mean, moved here two years ago, and I don't know what took me so long. Yeah. Like, I yeah. should have followed your lead a long time ago. You, you yeah. just don't You just don't realize... The
2: rest of you Californians stay in California. <laughs> <laughs> don't
1: come. Don't come here, please. Don't come. Well, there's the <laughs> funny thing. Like, I, I, when I lived there, I got through the entire A Song of Ice and Fire. You know, the Game of Thrones? Sure. The five books? I got through all five books in, like, a mat because I'm stuck in traffic right. all day. The- it's time nice. and you don't realize how you much it stresses you, you out yes the car. No. exactly like and i remember like there's a chipotle on sunset and i remember going to eat there listening to a song of ice like you get through so much stuff when i was there like sitting in my car and i realized how much time i was wasting every day so once i once i read those three books it kind of gave me a path it was like i can accomplish the most by doing this so you notice like i'm not trying to work on tmz or uh other, like with the podcast thing sure. If I, if I sit down to do the podcast, and that podcast becomes my focus, and, and it doesn't leave the schedule under any circumstances. Does that make sense? Yep. So I say no to a lot of things, yeah. and then I just stick on the things that I'm gonna do. So eventually, yes, it's gonna be the podcasting, but when I do it, it's like I said before, we're gonna have a studio set up, and then we're just gonna sit there, flip a switch, Start recording, and then and then it goes straight up to the RSS server. I can't it can't be a complicated thing where I have right. a thirty minute drive and got to yep. wait for the you know the guy to show up. And yeah. It has to be a consistent thing that we do over and over again. That's why I recommend most people do podcasts, record on your phone, and yeah. just upload them and just yeah. get them up every week. Get no Gary what. V style from exactly. the beginning, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you go listen to some of the early work he does, it's it's really really good stuff, right? Yeah. Do, the, the most important thing is that you do it. I, I hope help some people when they start off with their Instagram, and it's just this debilitating, oh, I can't, I don't know what to post, and like, I tell people, I tell people you need to post on IG story 10 times a day. (laughs) If you're not posting 10 times a day, people are just not gonna even notice. Mm -hmm. They're like, well, I'm like, bro, if it's just your shoes while you're taking a dump, Just Just post something He
0: scolds me on
1: that too Steal my memes I tell people Those memes I post Steal all of them bro I don't care I'm not going to be upset But like You're producing I stole one
0: but I tagged one I
1: tagged you you But it was
0: like A couple of months ago And I can't think of what it is Oh that's going to bug me I'll think of it And I'll post it And tag you
1: both When I I remember Yeah it was gold Yeah Um, but but it's the best It's the best thing You get interactions from it Right
2: I actually do get a lot of interactions when I repost
1: memes and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because people feel like, so here's the thing, you're solving a problem, right? Babes in Toyland, it's a situation where, you remember we used to do the, um, there used to be a a, a a pantry, a food pantry up in North Las Vegas. Um,
2: yeah, you uh, guys used to do that. Yeah, col- that. College
1: Park Baptist Church used to have a food pantry up there. They closed down recently. Catholic uh, services, I believe, took over the food pantry. But we would do it, and it wasn't a situation where people didn't want to go to a food pantry. It's that they didn't know. They didn't right. know where it was, mm-hmm. and they wasn't—they weren't sure that it was safe, yep. right? The—the the thing is, the money's out there for charity, but like they need to know how easy can is it? Like hey, by the way, Facebook has made it easy. They got the little donate button. But sure. what am I really donating to, right? right? Exactly. That's what. That's what. So the service, the—the—the the, the problem I'm solving is, y- you guys know the Shade Tree is a good organization. Mm-hmm. You, if you don't know, go visit them. 10 minutes, I promise you. When you see the kids running around there and the, the women who are victims of domestic abuse, and there's a kennel. They take in animals. They take in dogs there. When you realize these people... I
2: donate to them. These
1: people actually need money, right? And you understand that I it's a worthwhile charity. I them
2: they pick up everything, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Only... 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 Um Donation I was I don't do to
1: go to will anything. I always call them. Yeah So you understand the necessity for something especially with human trafficking being such a horrible problem in this city specifically So, you know that right? So the service we're providing is what is the easiest way for you to give to this charity? Mm -hmm. And what about the people who don't even know that there's a domestic abuse charity, That's in the city So that's the the problem we're solving right with Instagram. We're talking about with the, the memes, right? People, uh, I'm looking on my Instagram, I wanna be stimulated, entertained. When you make people laugh, you're solving their problem, right? Right. I know this is a really weird example, but like chaos just shut down, right? What problem did chaos solve? Like did Skrillex and and Cascade and and Marshmello, did they have a place to play before there was chaos? If there was no chaos, would those guys still have a place to play? Would Cardi B still have a venue to play? They would. Life marches on. So what problem did chaos solve?
2: Unemployment Nothing. for a lot of people. <laughs> but do you,
1: do you, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. I, it was my favorite club ever. I loved beautiful. being there. But the first day I was there, I was like, "This club is beautiful. It doesn't solve anyone's problem. We right. don't need." There was never a point where I was like, "Man, we I really need another wish club I could, in this town. We need another club. Yeah. I really wish I could go to the Palms." How and many
2: people could it like hold? Oh, uh, six thousand. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was yeah. six thousand.
1: Yeah. And by the way, like, even me saying this right now, Resort will will, will open. They will put a nightclub in there, right. and that club is gonna like fail too, because they, like it's gonna have the same situation where they're gonna they're gonna say, well, we're gonna do better than Access, or we're gonna do better no, the than the only thing that's gonna Wet save Republic. us is
2: when the Raiders come into town. We have what sixty-five thousand people in the arena, yeah. in the stadium.
1: Yeah, but I mean a lot of them are gonna be locals. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see we'll see how that works. But uh, so
0: by the time people everyone sees this, Babes of Toyland will actually have happened okay. because we're gonna we're thanks to you. We're going. We're gonna be there. Okay, we're awesome. gonna be there. We're gonna talk to a lot yeah. of. But you've got a couple. There's a couple f- direct from Toyland. Yes. Here with us today, we have the pint-sized warrior. Come on in.
2: Come on down. And we have
0: Morgan. And I. You. Uh, Morgan is here. And she said, "Do you need to write down my last name?" I said, "No, I got it."
2: You forgot it. I forgot it, Morgan. What, it is. what is it? We're just gonna. Come on in. I oh, we did forget it. Oh, wait, wait, it starts with an H. It does, it's yeah. It's
0: Morgan... Come on in,
2: girl. Oh, thank yeah, you. You can
0: sit, here, oh, or no, whatever, I'm sure. I'll just... It's all right. I will okay. just stand. Just sit. Stand, sit, all right, whatever. Okay. All right. Make Make comfortable. we got the babes in yeah. the Toyland. They're sick of my face, you're, you're good. You're new, you're fresh blood, go for it. So, share it with me? <laughs> so, it's Morgan Holloman. Okay, yes. I got it. And we've got the... Are, hey, are we all in the shot, Ty? You got us? Yeah? All right. comfortable So, before we started rolling, you were telling us that Morgan was coming, and uh, Natalie. You were showing Natalie some clips from past Toyland events, yes. Asian Toyland events, That's and uh, somehow she was like, "Oh, do you know this girl?" Whatever, and you like were rattling off names of girls. Yes. Like, like the Dallas Cowboys '98 roster. Yes. How do you keep them all
1: straight in your head? So, so it's like there's it's like almost three dimensional, right? It's like there's biographical information. Like Vanessa, I know where Vanessa works, and I know. I, it's almost like her IG handle has a shape in my brain. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. That makes sense, right? So it's like wh- the way I remember linebackers from the '92 Cowboys is the way, <laughs> or professional athletes is the way I remember all of the. It's the reason why I'm able to recruit so many is because I remember things about them. Does that make sense? It's, sure. Rather than just the name, I just hosted uh, swimsuit USA's World Final. There were 72 girls, and I remembered because each one of them was Miss Hollywood. Miss Gold, Gold Coast, Miss right. whatever, and I would just remember the name, and then they kind of gave a three dimensional image to it, and then it made it easier for me to remember. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And you do so many events, and you're always out in Vegas, and you see us all the time. So, yes, I mean,
2: you get to know so many people. Yes,
1: I think love. I think of like you know cornerback from you know from you know Texas A&M <laughs> she's University, more of A and M University. pine size back, but yeah, yeah, she's yeah. Yeah, Vanessa could play corner. Yeah, definitely play corner. She's jacked yeah. enough, Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And Morgan, this will be your first uh, Babes in Toyland event? Yes,
2: and I'm so excited. I've been seeing it going on for the past few years, and I always kind of want to get involved. And when I saw it was coming out to Vegas, I kind of just jumped on the opportunity. Like, of course I want to be it. And then yeah. I found out it was for the Shade Tree here in Vegas, and that is such, like, a such a huge thing out here, like domestic violence, and so, of course, I want to support that even more than I
0: can. You live here in Vegas? I Is do. this where you're from? Um, I'm from
2: San Diego, but I moved out here about four years ago um, for bartending and other jobs along that line, but now I've exited out of the nightclub world and more into something different. Yeah.
0: And where, what's, your, what's your day job now?
2: Uh, now I work for Nine Distribution uh, Incorporated, so we are the Las Vegas' largest hemp dis- distribution and processing. Um, we also do mold remediation, and we process probably about thirty to fifty thousand pounds at a time. We buy up about ten farms. Um, God, that's so much. <laughs> uh, we also we we uh, we process, totally. we sell, we grow, we do everything. Um, but we're the largest here in Nevada and then we also have the world's largest dryer so we're also able to like trim and turnover rate is really, really high.
0: You know the lingo. Yeah. Like you're, yeah. you're
1: deep in it. I've, I've love, never tried I've... THC. I'm going to do it today. I and think. you know what? <laughs> yeah. There's, yeah. So, there's <laughs> so many <laughs>
2: great things that are inside of it Field that, trip that after work. just don't understand.
1: So yeah. so here's one of the things that I was trying to explain to Steve. Um, in, in, in LA, you have to look good on camera. In Vegas, you have to look good in person. Does that make sense? Right? Yeah. You, you understand. Yes. For sure. <laughs> and I tried to explain to him, there's a bunch of Really accomplished uh, uh, women that live in the city who don't have a hundred thousand Instagram followers, uh, but they're stunning. You, you meet them all the time. They're stunning in person, right? Yeah. Um, and and I was I thought Natalini exactly. Oh, hi. four thousand strong. I know. Four thousand yeah. strong guys <laughs> and
2: growing.
1: Um, and so so I thought this was a great way for a lot of them to get exposure and for you to see like how terrific some of them are. There's some doctors coming, plastic surgeons, uh, and I'm I'm really excited about different people. This is the best networking event. This and, like, the pageants are the best networking events that you can find. So you're going to find the person who is the hemp distributor for the person who, like, who needs the hemp. You know, it, it, stuff like that you'll find all the time. So. That. have you been surprised now that you've done so many of these
0: where you interview the girls i'm sure you get to you know year after year you have to change your questions and you've probably gotten to know them and stay in touch with a lot of them throughout the year have you been surprised that that there's more substance than people would maybe stereotype them than meets the eye
1: uh no i'm not surprised i'm used to it because i mean most of my friends are female uh the, the thing is Here's the here's the situation. If you have a pretty girl who doesn't have any substance to her and you have a pretty girl who does have who who does have substance to her, the problem is because she's so pretty and because of the way social media works, you're constantly having to push through that to get to whatever she's into, if that makes any sense. Sure. Like it doesn't like there's some girls that are so pretty, it does not matter if they have a PhD in astrophysics. You're just never gonna notice because they're so pretty. And the other the other situation is like, it's always like the path of least resistance. I always say if LeBron James had the acumen to be a neurosurgeon, he would still play small forward. For the lakers because that's the path of least resistance for him right and if you're a girl and you could go get a graduate degree from some university but you could make 200 grand a year working at a nightclub working four days a week yeah. you're going to take that opportunity right. It, that, that's like NFL league minimum. You know what right. I'm saying? You're gonna take that for your four years. Sure. You're gonna save that money up, and then if if Columbia or you get a you know uh, or, or Harvard wants you to go to school there, yeah. you can pay for it yourself, yeah. right? So it becomes one of these situations where okay, this girl's really pretty and she works at uh, a nightclub. She must be dumb, right? right? Or she just she only dates rich guys or stuff like that. I find that. There are women that fit the stereotype and there are absolutely women that don't fit the stereotype. And so I just try not to, that's one of the other things about Babes in Toyland, we don't judge anyone. There are adult actresses that come to these things. There are women who've done all kinds of crazy reality shows. Farrah Abraham, she comes to all of them. There is no, that is one of the things that we do, uh, why sometimes th- that's different than some of the pageants? There's no judgment. it D- Doesn't matter. Because at the end the of the day, they're all supporting the same. Costs. Exactly. As yeah. long as we're all supporting the human trafficking, domestic yeah. abuse charity, none of that rest of that stuff matters.
0: And you guys deal exactly with what he's talking about, right? With with your day jobs or night jobs, whatever. I mean, right? You graduated uh, from college. You did from really UCSD, well. From UCSD
1: one of the best colleges in the
0: yeah. nation and your dad was a college professor so imagine like when you said to them hey I'm gonna yeah. go to bottle service at my Wet mom's Republic. a
2: computer programmer so they were a little taken aback but now they're really proud of me and they're happy for me that I can provide for myself and we can great living and having so much fun they knew I'm, they know I'm doing a lot better than I would
0: with my degree. To right. be honest. But did you deal with the same kind of uh, like, not backlash but like judgment from made of friends or Maybe family shock. when you when yeah. you chose
2: that's funny, my dad's also a college professor and my really? mom's a high school teacher, so um, absolutely <laughs> yeah. they are like, So you're not gonna graduate with your degree? <laughs> like, you're not gonna go to the realize uh, And it's perfect. like
0: you said, they're making yeah. executive mm-hmm. money yeah. at the yeah. pool. Yeah. 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 It's and a it's a
1: and, they, and they and it's it's One of the things is, you guys, I don't know if you've all been back to your high school reunion, right? And I I go back. I just went to my 20-year high school. Do you really? I've never gone. Never Yeah. (laughs) I've never gone. I went back to my 20-year high school reunion, and sometimes you see the look on their faces like the decisions... We made we're supposed to pay for them, but we don't pay for them. Right? We just yeah. we stay in shape and make a lot of money and have fun. It's like that's not how the world's supposed to work. <laughs> they don't you're want supposed, it to work that way. You were supposed yeah. to get married, the you for and it taxes, yeah. and you were supposed to be the pushing you push me 260 it. at this point, Michael. <laughs> and I didn't do that. And so when I go home for Christmas or Thanksgiving, I just see sort of this like, oh wait, no, no, you're not supposed to live in Vegas and be right. happy. They'll say stories <laughs> yes. about oh, they're not really happy. No, I'm pretty happy. I live in a city where there's no yeah. fucking traffic. It's right. great. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You know what? You know where I went to go eat yesterday at three o'clock in the morning? Anywhere I felt like it, because yeah. the whole city was open to me. You know what I'm saying? And right. like, and like, it was like 300 bucks for guys to get into access, but I live here, so I just walked right in, and it was right. no big deal at all. And I stood on stage with the chain smokers, right. and then I went home with, to hang out with my and cat and watch life. Netflix. Yeah. This is Netflix. <laughs> it take. I was telling my friend the other day, he came to visit me, and I told him time us from the time we left my apartment to the time we were on stage with Skrillex, to the time we were back at my apartment, and it was something like 12 minutes to get there (laughs) and come back and I'm like, try doing this in LA and see how how that works for you. So yeah, Yeah. greatest city in the world. So that's one of the things that's just so awesome about living here. Like they want to judge us because of of how it is, but we're the ones who are spoiled, you know? Mm -hmm. Do you love living here?
2: Oh my gosh, yeah, exactly what he said. Everything, that's 24 hours, anytime (laughs) you need it. You're off work, you're, you're out late, you're being drunk. You just, you need a midnight snack. Everything's open. Where else are you gonna find a 24 hour Buffalo Wild Wings? I don't really know. And still play some slots. Right.
0: Do you <laughs> laugh at these people, especially like, I feel like the LA people, like when you say like, where do you live? and you say Vegas,
1: they're like, Vegas? I could never live could in never, Vegas. Like do, you, do, you, do we
0: all get this every like daily. Every every, every,
1: every, every time. time. I, I, no. Cause I'm in LA maybe 18 times a year and like, they, sorry, LA, they actually <laughs> think their girls are prettier than ours and they're not. They're no. just, they're, it's not even close. Like, and when you go out in LA, <laughs> they're I'm hottest gonna, when they I, come here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna, gonna get in, gonna get get in get trouble ready. for, I'm gonna get in trouble for saying this. Go to the gyms in LA. You won't see any girls there. Because it's not—it's not part of the. You're not supposed to look like you're trying that hard. You're not supposed to like. <laughs> That's
0: hilarious. You know what I'm saying? You're not right. supposed.
1: You're supposed to smoke cigarettes and just kind of be skinny fat just and just effortlessly. <laughs> hard. effortlessly. You're just skinny an actress. Fat. You just, you know, you go. You're you're trying to be a theatrical. act. You want to be taken seriously. You can't have muscles <laughs> and like the whole thing. And then you come here and go to go to LVAC and it looks like a freaking army of lingerie football players. Like the all of these guys <laughs> right. can squat four plate. We used to joke that like when Hakkasan first opened that they they would win the world record for most weight that the women could squat that worked <laughs> there were girls that that looked like that what was the, what were the twins uh the oh my gosh that used to work at Time. you know what i'm talking about lena
0: and danny yes
1: lena lena would pick me up and put me on her back and be like go like holding the tray
0: oh my <laughs> they were God.
1: so strong like the, everyone here is yeah, in such ripped. ripped and just sure. phenomenal shape and i'm like it just creates a culture here where we go hiking and we we all go yeah. to the gym and like the we're people active. the people in la think it's better there. And I'm like, it's definitely not better there. It's way, I love it here. It's great. I mean, yeah. unless you're at Bolzerian's house, it is better here <laughs> than it is anywhere in L.A. Like, literally. Like, unless you're literally, dude, I don't know there about is. that. I, I got I
0: went, I'm friends with Randall Emmett. And okay. he, he produced Lone Survivor, a bunch of other movies. He's got The Irishman coming yeah. out. And he plays poker. Yeah. So I'm in, I'm in Randall's office. This is like maybe four years ago. And uh, he's on the phone and uh, he, I just hear half the conversation. He's like, kind of like, not yelling at this guy, but like, you know, just, just yeah. bullshitting with him, you know? So he hangs up and he's like, you want to come with me? I'm like, where? And he's like, Bilzerian's house. We're going to go play poker. I'm going to play poker, heads up. And I'm like, Get get yeah, excited. of course I want to go with you. So I'm thinking it's going to be like what I see Some on Instagram. Party. You know, and at the time he had like this pet goat. Yeah. Do you remember when he had this goat? Yeah, yeah. And that, I, was at the, I,
1: that was the old house. The on, old house, correct. On Blue, on Blue Jay. Right.
0: Yeah. So, and I follow Smushball. I'm a cat guy. Yeah, so I'm me like, too. this is going to be awesome, you know? <laughs> we get there and you go in the front door. Were you ever at the old house? Yeah. Okay, so you walk in and there's that poker table. It's the first thing you see, yes. right? And, uh... It's empty. There's nobody there. It's just Dan. Dan is like shuffling cards. And we go in and I'm like, what's going on, dude? Where's all the girls? Like, what's happening here? Like, where's the party? Where's the goat? What's happening? So (laughs) we sit down. It's just me, Randall and Dan. Yeah. And uh, Dan goes, you guys hungry? And, uh, you know, I'm like, I just don't want to screw up. So I'm like, I'm just following whatever Randall says. I'm going to say yes. You know? So Randall's like, yeah, yeah. So uh, Dan picks up the phone. Some lady comes in, takes our order, uh, gives us some like options, whatever. And... uh, He's like, okay, let's play, you know, they start with like 10 grand each or something, you know, and um, Dan was, uh, wanted to be in one of Randall's movies, so Randall had brought a script, it was with Nicolas Cage, I don't remember the name of the movie. Okay. Um, so he was like, you could have any role you want, uh, other than whoever Nick was playing. Right? Yeah. So they're sitting there, and I'm like, Dan, where's the goat? And he's like, oh, the goat's, Where I forgot where the goat was, I'm like, where's Smush? He's like, Smush is in Vegas, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here then? There's, <laughs> there's no girls, there's no goat, and there's no cat, why am I here? What's going on here? Yeah. I get gypped, but yeah. Yeah, the party—the
1: parties are pretty well, wild. Well, well, well. <laughs> but all of, all of Vegas to experiences together. Hey, listen, listen. All I gotta say better, is he right? can live—he can live anywhere he wants in the world he wants. And I know he does live part time in LA, but he's had several homes here and like because because this place is just fun. Like, yeah. I guess maybe what I'm trying to say is if you took all of LA, the best of LA, LA is terrific, but it's never like that. Here, it's just like you—you you have the best of the city anytime you want. Yeah. You understand oh, what I'm true. saying? and that you, you, you're spoiled because you go, I'm sure you guys go home, like I go back to Dallas, yeah. and it's nothing like, oh, it's 1.30, right. give up your drinks real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, how are we gonna, oh, let's get go hurry to up and get home. Oh, are people go oh, out at 1.30. Let's, let's, yeah. let's walk yeah. outside, yeah. oh, there's police harassing us now because it's 1.30 right. and yeah. some of us might be, like, it's just nothing like that here, you know? Yeah. So it's a okay. very different situation. Well, listen, this was really
0: great. Before we get out of here, I'm gonna ask you each the same question, okay? I want you to tell me, sum up Las Vegas in three words, three mm. words to sum up Las Vegas. Put oh. you on the spot. So I started with you to give them more time. Right, right, right. So you're, you're James Bond. You are Sartain. Michael Sartain. <laughs> you know what? It's anything you want. Oh, I like that. Anything you want. Yeah. Okay. Natalie, three uh, words that.
2: An adult amusement park.
0: Okay. Morgan?
2: Uh, it's a lifestyle. It's outgoing. There's a lot of outgoingness. And then also partying. You have to be willing to party. Wanting to have. Vanessa? It's a lavish, spontaneous playground.
1: That's spontaneous. It. Yeah, for sure. I was
2: just in Orlando theme parks. So I have, I have in complete my complete
0: <laughs> <head. and laughs> utter <laughs> debauchery. There you go. <laughs> All right. We will see you on Saturday night. We'll see you lovely yeah. ladies on Saturday night. And uh, thank you for stopping awesome. by the hey, Vegas hey, Junkies. Yeah, can, I can, I, can, I,
1: can I say a few more things? Number one, uh, Babes in Toyland November 23rd will be at the uh, Uh, Park MGM but on the December 4th we're doing one in Los Angeles for the Midnight Mission that is the biggest one that we do that that fills up the Avalon uh, the nightclub there December 9th here in Las Vegas uh, Monday's Dark has finally raised one million dollars for local Las Vegas charity so they're going to do their six-year anniversary gala it's going to be at the Pearl uh, inside of uh, Palms and so that's going to be December 9th that's a Monday and then December 19th it is um smash global which is at the Taglian cultural complex in los angeles and that is an mma mma anti-bullying charity and that's i think it's like 500 bucks a ticket for that one but it's a black tie tuxedo event so anybody interested in any of those contact me but pretty much all i do now are charity events so uh, just let me know and do we'll drop all of your instagram links uh right here tie right here all right everyone follow morgan
2: just go Morgan, Solomon. <laughs> I, I have the slowest following going. Yeah. Do you?
1: Okay. Alright, we're going to build on that. Well, we, we won't help Land you, but I, he will. I might yeah.
2: yeah. uh, I just hit 2,000. Oh. I'm crushing you, I'm at
0: 2700. I'll say my whole 2700 was, to you. I she was
2: say like twenty thousand. Yeah. No, I,
1: was
2: like I, know say right. I don't. I keep it very private. But a lot of a lot of what I have, my followers are either people from high school or people I do business with. Yeah. And that's it. Um, yeah. So that's about? It. Yeah. I
0: accept all random So go ahead and follow me. <laughs> yeah. I post offensive names, <laughs> so you might not want to follow
1: me. I I'll I will
2: <laughs> open it up to everyone.
0: Yeah. All right. There you, there go. you go. We will see you next week. <laughs>
2: Bye. <laughs>